Keegan, you happy to be back in SA? Yeah, um, it was a bit of a long flight, but yeah, definitely happy to be home. Nice to be back, seeing family, seeing a bunch of friends. Um, it's cold, but I guess that's not bad. I've been used to a bit of Florida weather, so it's nice to be Why back. Why is it quite warm there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we sit around 20, 25. You wake up in the morning, it's like you walk outside, you're sweating. So coming home hasn't been too cold, luckily. It's like 10, 15 degrees, but... Colder than what I'm used to, for sure. And the farm, obviously, must be a lot colder. Yeah, like, this last week that I've been home, it hasn't been too bad. Mm. Like, we haven't really had any cold runs yet, but, um, yeah, within the next week or two, we should have a frost, so we'll get below, uh, below freezing pretty soon, I'm sure. Yeah. No, so, you know, in terms of podcasting, like, the ones that we've done, obviously, we've done a couple, I think, maybe they're 20-something. You, your podcast, the two that you've done, is actually the most listened to. Really? When you come to the analytics, yeah. I Interesting. think people just enjoy your story and enjoy it oh, where you're from. And obviously, it's great to have you back again, being in SA. Um, it's been, what, two, two, three years since I saw you? Yeah, yeah, almost three years, man. Yeah. I mean, we had a chat last year, when was it? I can't remember, but middle of pandemic, we had a bit of a chat. Yeah. That was good. Obviously, there's two podcasts you're talking about. And I came back uh, bearing some gifts for you. Yeah, these <laughs> so. mics that are actually on. If you're obviously watching the video, if the video experiment goes through, um, Keegan brought them. He obviously blessed me with those things, and it's been what we've been using for the last few podcasts, and it's really a game changer. So, just from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thanks for that oh, as well. It's a pleasure, dude. Hopefully they, yeah, hopefully they'll have many, many recordings and years of work. And yeah, hopefully I'll be back to use them a few times. <laughs> But now, what's different this time that you back around SA? Um, I mean, obviously a bunch of things in like family life is a little bit different and all okay. that. But you know, that's I guess personal stuff. But yeah, um, I don't know. This coming home this time is yeah, it's been what three years, like we said, and um, I don't know. It's just a little bit different, I guess, coming yeah. home and a little bit of a change at home and all that and. Being yeah. on boats for so long and after this being my first job since I'd hurt myself, um, mm. coming back and it's kind of put a things, few things into perspective, maybe like, what do you really want to do? What do you, re- you know, how long do you want to still do what you're doing for? All that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, then I've got a few things in my mind, like I've got a lot of studying to do. I've got to finish my engineering license on the boat. So mm. like my mind has been a bit preoccupied, but um it's different being home than it was last time last time i think i was just a lot more wanting to work be on the farm you know like not that that's not what i still want to do but this time i think it's just like there's a few more priorities that are that i need to do for the short-term goal i guess so it's like great to be home nice to see everything um but it's also just more of a vacation for me than anything else whereas before every time i come home and it's like straight on the farm working every day right. like sun up to sundown basically um and then obviously coming home and everything like during this pandemic you know yeah. you can see everybody struggled it's i think everybody's kind of a bit strapped for cash and things aren't i mean things are open but things aren't really back to normal yet so it is interesting to see like i've been in america for the whole um lockdown so yeah. seeing how they handled everything and what the rules they put in and um yeah, all the shutdowns, well, lack of shutdowns, I guess, in America. But, yeah, it's just interesting to see how two different countries deal with it and 
I mean, I don't know who's doing better, but people in both places are definitely struggling, though. Mm. That's for sure. Do you, were there a lot of businesses that actually closed down in America as well due to pandemic? Yeah, oh, 100%. And like mostly, well, a lot of your restaurants and that, like especially California, New York, yeah. like some of those places, I think, I think it was LA, like 60% of restaurants closed. Sure. So like imagine that, man, like 60% of the businesses go out, like just shut the door, shut yeah. sorry. That's and, pretty rough. And are they being subsidized or anything? Or it's just like no. sort of... Yeah, it's just, it is I mean, it every, is. they get the, they're getting a, a check of like, I don't know, maybe $2,000 a month. But I mean, that's just for your personal stuff, you know, mm. for you to live and buy food for your kids and all that kind of stuff. But for businesses, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, sh I'm sure there might be packages out there, but I think a lot of businesses have closed and probably won't ever open again. I mean, New York will probably get back to the way it used to be, but it's mm. not going to happen anytime soon. Like I was there as the pandemic started and it was empty like i'd seen pictures of new york and i was like oh cool i'm gonna go and walk in these streets where you like shoulder to shoulder and like you could count the people in the street mm. like it was ridiculous but yeah um i think everyone will slowly but surely get back to what i guess we'll call it the new norm but yeah i guess you know and i don't want to cause a bunch of drama and all that but i do <laughs> i do think uh it has been a little bit like maybe blown up out of proportion yeah like i don't think COVID is as bad like it's definitely bad people are dying don't get me wrong we still got to worry about it but hopefully we can just chill out a little bit and you know maybe it's not as bad as we think it is it doesn't justify obviously the amount that is actually lost due to closing businesses i don't, I don't not to say that i think there are certain sectors where closing businesses would lead to saving lives but sure. i don't think it has to be you know that 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 drastic because yeah it, it is one of those things where you have to sort of say well okay cool you save these people's lives but then now what um yeah how they gonna put food on the table exactly because yeah. covid will fine we get a vaccine right it's been two years maybe three years and then obviously maybe let's say everyone gets vaccines rolled out and everyone receives this vaccine but what's the knock-on effect of people losing their businesses what's the knock-on effect of having people caged up and yeah. you know, free from restriction because I'm not, I don't want to be that doomsday preacher, but I don't know what the psychological effects are going to be on people because people are going to be cooked up. They're going to be, you know, yeah. all they can do is basically live on social media because that's their one way of interacting. And obviously it's very easy to troll a person for them to take drastic action. And I think they're obviously seeing that a lot in America with these mass shootings. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure how far away that, that they were from you, but obviously there was something about, I think some people went through and they obviously destroyed like some Korean society because I don't know what the message was preached but obviously he got triggered by that and he just decided well this is the thing that I need to go do sure and sure. I still think that that's yes obviously it has happened in America before but I still think that there's still going to be weird consequences that will come out of keeping everyone just locked up inside oh yeah I'll have a doubt man like imagine I mean I can't really speak out of experience because having me on the yachts like yes we were in a bubble but luckily you know if there were 15 of us on the boat none of us left we had to stay on the boat which was horrible well, not the best but we could still work it was still normal for us we just couldn't go out and do the things we wanted to do yeah. um so and even then like just the fact that i couldn't get off the boat maybe go for a drink or go i can't go for a haircut but you know go for a <laughs> go to the, the restaurant or go for a i don't know go for a drink or whatever and it's 
like it took a toll on us as crew and we'd seen that like some crew members just folded some people left some people resigned some people got fired and like that's us having quite a lot of freedom compared to the rest of the world so i can only imagine man like some people that are cooped up at home i mean imagine living in the uk or somewhere cold somewhere that you can't go outside for half a year anyway yeah and now you're forced to stay inside and not interact with people like yeah i think there will be repercussions like yeah. we will find some whether it'll be like a mental disorder or some somebody doing a sh- like a mass shooting or yeah it's it's going to be interesting man and i think maybe we'll see the effects 10 15 years time mm-hmm. and the kids that are growing up in this time you know are in the working age or of the working age yeah um, that they struggle to say, say interact with society and, yeah. and socialize no sure and I think obviously it depends how long it happens if yeah. this carries on for a lot longer then yeah it'll be a bigger effect but I mean it's been just over a year now so hopefully I mean I don't know hopefully by the end of the year we can all go back <laughs> to school and everyone can go well, it seems like America things. is going to get back to normal because um, I think I even saw some 25 year olds have got their second jab um, that's just yeah. one YouTuber that I saw yeah. and I, I thought oh maybe it's because of his job but I was like no he works for YouTube and he was saying he got his second jab and something that your brother and I were reading yesterday that um, I think the EU is complaining because they're saying America is hoarding vaccines which sure. I'm not saying that they they are doing it I think there's like you know a large portion of it which is still in America and I'm sure they're obviously saying we need to get our people sorted out first which yeah. I can agree with but at the same time the reason I agree, not agree with it I can understand it because that's just the way the world works if the world should work like that is a different story you know? sure should they be doing that no but you know if it was Europe as well you know you're going to look off your own first exactly I'm pretty sure, sure that they do that same thing that's yeah. why they obviously have so strict with you know not letting certain people into their country because they're looking after their own first so sure. now America sure. just does the same thing in a different way sure and I think because they're first world countries they don't actually expect to be treated like that you know no sure sure so they're just like everything's open for them normally you know no I mean yeah I I can see that and like um, the boat our owners so they like late 80s early 70s whatever they've obviously been vaccinated and then part of our job all the crew had to get vaccinated and I mean there's the youngest crew member is like 24 and then the eldest is maybe 50 something mm. and like nationality all over the world like we're all England France, or England Australia Fiji South Africa like America everyone like all over the world mm. and we all just went to a pharmacy down the road and got the vaccine so you got the vaccine I mean I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Um, but everybody else did, yeah. Is it mandatory? Um, well, I mean, it kind of was, but the boss was like, I don't know, maybe what he doesn't know won't hurt him. So uh, <laughs> if I don't have the vaccine, like everyone else can't get COVID, so I should be okay. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. If I have to get it, I probably will, but <laughs> I'm holding out as long as I can. Let's just okay. put it that way. Not that I'm an anti-vaxxer by any means. Like, yeah. if, you know, my kids, if I have kids, they'll all get the vaccines that they need. Um, but... I just maybe this one I don't think it's this is the one that you might skip yeah I just yeah. don't think I don't know I mean I don't want I'm not a medical doctor by any means but yeah. I don't think it's as necessary as mm. we think it is I don't know maybe it's, I don't know I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist either but maybe yeah. government's controlling I don't know <laughs> the people on the boat they've got like this little it's almost like a passport like a vaccine passport now yeah. 
And I mean, if that becomes mandatory, like imagine that, like you can't get on this plane unless you've had this vaccination. Yeah. Which is good because obviously we don't want all humans to die, but it's like, really, that's how you're going to control us? Like they're fighting it in America. It's like, okay. against the First Amendment or whatever. Yeah. And like, I don't, I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Whether it happens or not, I don't know, but I don't see it happening in the near, near future. Hopefully it doesn't happen because, I mean... <laughs> I don't know, if you do the numbers, like, I think only 1% of the people, or maybe 5% of the people that died of COVID actually only had COVID. Yeah. Like, the others had other... Issues like, which would yeah, have taken them yeah. out well, later maybe, on. Maybe. Exactly, later on. So, it's like, it just sped up their death, which is a horrible thing, but... Yeah, I don't. COVID wasn't the only thing that killed you. It's like when you get AIDS. You're like, what do you die? Oh, you either get pneumonia or TB yeah. or, you know, it just AIDS makes you more susceptible or weak or whatever yeah so in this time of obviously covid pandemic reflecting on the boat you've obviously seen the way the world works in a different way i think in a not say negative but you obviously seen how people look after their own right um is that some of the motivation that drove you towards crypto yeah yeah i think so um i think a lot of people are gonna just look after themselves and in doing that who knows i mean you know what happened the whole financial collapse like whenever it was 10 years ago or whatever yeah. in america and like the banks just bailed out all the big companies yeah. and you know i think we are probably going to have another financial collapse again pretty yeah. sometime soon like i think the dollar is going to collapse within the next five years yeah. um i mean they're just printing money everybody's printing yeah. money i mean why would you save something that they can just print yeah like, if they're just going to print money, why? Especially when the people, I wouldn't say aren't educated, but they yeah. really don't feel the long-term consequence of it. I mean, there's no... My, that piece of paper used to be backed by gold. Now it's not. It's yeah. like, it's literally worthless and they're just printing more. They want to give stimulus checks out in America. Yeah. They're just printing money to give people more money. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're diluting your, your currency. Eventually, it's going to fail. Yeah. And I think crypto just because it's so easy i mean like i don't know nearly as much as i should but i think i know enough to really know that i want to get involved in it or that i am getting involved in it and it's almost like you know you can put your money as long as you put your money away and you can beat um inflation inflation, i guess yeah so it's like six percent or whatever it is doesn't really matter but you put your money in the bank it's hundred rand this month or a hundred dollars this month and then a year's time it's ninety five dollars or yeah. ninety five rand. So like you've lost five percent. Yeah. Or if you go and put it in I don't know, stocks or whatever you want, like as long as you're making more than inflation, yeah. you're fine. Your money's gonna stay fine or valid or whatever you wanna call it. But why crypto let's say instead of let's say indexes or like the S and P five hundred because that's like the tried and tested tested American sure. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean I think that's the you can't go wrong if you go there. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people that have and they are gonna make a lot of money and that'll be their retirement if you wanna call it that. Yeah. Um I don't know, with crypto it's kind of like lucky is a funny word. I'll get into that a little bit later, but like you kind of have to get lucky in a way if you want to make a lot of money. But if you're going to look at it as kind of, I just want to put some money away and use it as more of a long-term savings kind of. Okay. Like, I don't think crypto will ever get disbanded or like rid, no one will get rid of it just because yeah. it's, it's so easy to trade. Yeah, It's so easy. It's like 
Kenya to France. Like, there's no middleman. There's no. It's just transaction. Costs. Yeah, it's just peer to peer transaction. So it represents freedom for you. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And it, for everybody, like, no one. You're not bounded by some financial institution or, you know. And the other thing is like, it can be a, a savings for you. Like, if you say. Today, I don't know what Bitcoin's sitting at, probably around $60,000. But if you, over a long term, decide I'm going to put 5% of my wages every month into crypto as a, I guess, a retirement. Mm. Like, I, I think it's going to be there for a long time. And eventually, like every four years, they half the amount of crypto being produced, or at least with Bitcoin they do. Meaning that it's going to be more valuable. Yeah, so there's less of it. I think it's capped at like 22 million or billion. I can't remember how many Bitcoin. But anyway, so every second or every... I don't know, man, don't, don't quote me on the numbers, but it's like every 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever, there's like 15 Bitcoin being made or mm. every hour. And then after four years, it gets halved. Mm. So now in every hour, there's only seven and a half Bitcoin. Oh, okay. Then after four years, it gets halved again. Ah, okay. So there's less and less less Bitcoin available to be mined. Mm. So when you have a high demand for something that there isn't a big production of, yeah, it's normally so you know. In, in terms of the theory about it, it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's it's safe. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. The, yeah. Obviously, it's it's kind of weird because it's something that people have to assign value to, and I think yeah. like Bitcoin's still kind of they're doing a like a a price what's the word like a price fixing they're trying to find out how valuable it is like they don't really know what it's worth in dollars it's still trying to sort itself out yeah hence it's fluctuating so much but like i i personally see bitcoin at least doubling maybe tripling to be honest okay to have its final value and there's some guys that you'll listen to or read that say it'll go up to about a million dollars for one jeez so I mean, yeah, that's being hopeful. But even if it doesn't go much than that, higher than that, it's I think that is going to be the currency of the future. I mean, Elon Musk has now said, which is quite clever of him. Um, he said you can buy a bit, uh, Tesla now with a Bitcoin. Yeah. So imagine that. Imagine you go to him now and you give him one Bitcoin, which is $60,000. You get a car. Yeah. He keeps it for 10 years. It's a million dollars in 10 years' time. He's just made $940,000 of your Bitcoin. Like, that's actually mad. So yeah, he's actually trying to... That's why, yeah. He's basically going to be attracting this. Yeah, he's like, well, give me your Bitcoin. You can have my cars. Like, I'll just save the Bitcoin. <laughs> like, dude, I think... I honestly think, like, yeah. We, why do we need to carry paper around? We have we carry phones around. Like, why don't we just do all our banking on there? We don't need to carry cash. We don't need to carry cards. It's like... I think in the next five, ten years, man, there's gonna be some crazy shit when it comes to like the financial world. But the thing is that obviously you cut out middlemen and they're gonna obviously fight it, right? They're oh yeah, fight it to the nail. Yeah, hundred percent. So you don't feel the threat of that resistance? Well, it also like depends when the well, I wouldn't say the commercial side of finance, but like anything where you know you want to get a home loan, you want to get a business loan, you want to get, I don't know. Uh, university um, loan or whatever to go to college and like obviously you got to go to banks still for that yeah. so it's like maybe they'll start financial bitcoin institutions where yeah. you can go into go to a bitcoin bank or yeah. something like that i'm not yeah i don't know i think the possibilities are there man it's like i think where bitcoin is right now is like where the email where we when we found out how to use email yeah. that in, email is the equivalent of bitcoin for internet yeah. like We've just found out about email, and then all of a sudden we got YouTube, we got 
Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Google. We so got you think it's going to be the foundation for something oh, yeah. big? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be like our whole financial institution, our whole financial understanding. I yeah. think is going to be changed. I think so it's actually more than investment. It's actually understanding really early on how the new way of banking and finance is going to work. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I don't know too much on the whole like Rockefellers and the guys that you know started off all our banking and that, but they didn't do us any favors. I mean, no. those guys made themselves a lot of money. Mm. And banks haven't done a lot of people a lot of favors. Mm. So I think if not for anything else, I think a lot of people are just going to want to have that for the freedom. Like, oh, I can make my own decisions or I can, you know, be in control of my own finances to a point. And I mean, yeah, the banks, like they decide if you get a house or if you don't, or if you get a, a business loan or if you don't. Like, And what interest rate they're going to And that you. too. I mean, yeah. dude, like they can either give you you know, well below prime or they can give you 10% above prime. So that's all the, same up to thing, them. the same thing that happened with my car, right? If I didn't ask them for a, a better percentage, if my financial advisor didn't ask them to push it down, right. I would be sitting there and thinking I got a, a good deal. Meanwhile, but, meanwhile, they could have gone lower. Exactly. Exactly. They, yeah. So it's like, I mean, you do need people in charge for your checks and balances and like to keep law and order, but maybe... Maybe change won't be bad because I think people will see the good things from the financial institutions we have and the bad things. And I think one of the reasons people are pushing for change so much is because they don't want to deal with what's what's available at the moment. Like, if we have this option of such open trading, then why not do it? Obviously, there's the the downsides of, like, you know, drugs being bought, sexual um, or sex trafficking tourism or uh, what you call it uh, terrorism all that kind of stuff like because it's so easy for them to transfer money I mean if they get onto Bitcoin and they can just send each other as anonymous. A, a, yeah exactly but the thing is it doesn't mean that it's going to encourage it to happen because sure. beforehand even right now if they're not using Bitcoin before Bitcoin it's they were still doing they it they were doing something yeah they were using some form of money yeah. so yeah there are people that always find a way around it but it's like you know, maybe there'll be institutions needed for stuff like that. But also, it's such a private um, way of, like, you can't see who sent money to who. And it's like, everything's encrypted. And mm. so it's like, it'll be very interesting to see how they deal with it. I mean... Especially the tax side, right? Do you tax it yeah, at, that too. At, that the, too. at the value it was at that time? Exactly. Or do you tax it in the future, Especially right? something that's that fluctuates like that daily. I mean, it can go $4,000 in the red in two hours or in five minutes. Mm. So it's like... Yeah, it is. It is quite a, a hurdle, and I think it's going to be a, lot, a very interesting time in the next few years to like see how. Because I mean, shops are going to start using it, and it's like, will we slowly bleed away from like your normal fiat currencies, or will it just all of a sudden be like, all right, fiat currencies are out, and what do we do with our fiat currency? Because what happens if Bitcoin goes to a million dollars, but only ten percent of the world are really like transitioned over to bitcoin and now everyone wants to transition to crypto it's like well our money's worth nothing now so yeah. what are we like poor like if we put all our money into another currency into the crypto it's like i've lost all my money like it's not worth yeah. anything anymore yeah. so like now you have two different monetary values like our fiat currencies euros rands dollars whatever and then crypto like yeah i mean i don't know yeah it could be a thing where if you wait too long or whatever the case is like you might get caught out where you're like shit I'm the last one with 
real paper money. Like, yeah, no, I can't buy anything. I can't. No one wants it. Yeah, no one wants it, and it, it's and not Bitcoin worth anything. Bitcoin just becomes expensive. Right? Yeah, okay. and you know another thing of Bitcoin and crypto is like, it's so quick and easy. Like you can literally get paid on an hourly basis. Hmm. Like you work from home, so if you're working and you just did three hours today. You put your you put your note your your hours in. You send your stamp sheet or whatever you do off, yeah. and you tell them, "Hey, I need to get paid today." And they see, "Oh, you did three hours." They pay you for three hours. Yeah, done. Like, you know, like I was listening to somebody. I can't remember who it was. Some banker, and he was saying that in America, eighty percent of the money the banks made was interest on overdrafts. Yeah. People that couldn't pay their bills. At the end of the month or they were got they got paid the salary a little bit too late and they couldn't pay for their car or their whatever and then they got charged an interest because yeah. they went into the overdraft yeah. so like imagine on bitcoin it's like oh well i just did 12 hours of work or whatever it's like i need money today you should get paid today yeah and there you go you can go pay your bills yeah. so it's it's not only that it's like exciting and that you can make a lot of money, but also a lot of people won't make a lot of money. Like if you put money in early and then it goes up, you will make a lot of money. Yeah. But I don't think it's even about that. I think it's just about the actual currency, like how it works, the the money, it works. It's easy, it's it's more dependable, it's more reliable, like it's quicker, it's more user-friendly once you get to know how to use it. And yeah, I don't know, I think people, yeah, it's not really about Bitcoin because it's so expensive, it's like, Forget about the the value of it. It's the way it works. Yeah, I think is the exciting part. Well, there's always been a theory about having one global currency, and the thing is that mm-hmm. you know everyone was like, "Well, will it gravitate towards the euro? Will it gravitate towards the dollar? That should sure. become so powerful." But it seems like this thing has the power to transcend over so many borders that people might actually adopt it. And if you talk about the one world currency, obviously, for a lot of people, which are you know, very religious, that's yeah. going towards the end of the world. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, if you think about it, Bitcoin works because it's not like it's one nation yeah. which controls everything. Yeah, and that's no, the other thing which makes people, I guess, you know, feel superior to others is that, oh, my currency is better than yours, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. So now sure. if there's one level playing, playing field, like, hey, what can you do about it? Yeah, it'll be interesting. What will that do for standard of living, you know? Yeah. Like, will some places that have bad standard of living all of a sudden increase, like... Will they pay them more Bitcoin or less Bitcoin? Exactly. Like, yeah, your minimum wage is going to be lower than ours because your standard of living or you're a third world country or whatever the case is. But yeah, it will be interesting, especially if we all use the same currency. Mm. But the cool thing though, like Bitcoin has got, oh, Bitcoin, sorry. Uh, crypto has got so many different coins. I mean, there's hundreds. Mm. So, you know, some of them, like originally, I think a lot of these things were used for like, I mean, I know a story, not the best story, but it's good. Um, the guy basically put in like 70,000 Rand into some random coin that was used on some like, kind of like an OnlyFans mm-hmm. where you'd send tokens to someone and they would like, then you could watch a video of them or whatever. <laughs> so this guy like heard about this coin, put, put about 70,000 Rand, which is like $5,000. And like over a month, it went from like 0.11 or 0.0002 cents to like 50 cents. Jeez. And the guy's like made himself a million rand in a month. Wow. I just... Just like that. Wow. Like, 
because the coin somebody did something in the coin all of a sudden became popular so it's like these coins it's yeah it's like there's so many different currencies that you can use for so many different things and a lot of them can be used for the same things too but it's like I don't know which one's going to be dominant are we going to have like the strongest one which will be maybe Bitcoin which you could consider to like a pound and then after Bitcoin you get Ethereum which is the next best maybe that could be like the Euro I don't know if it's going to work like that or if it's going to just be one currency like but yeah the whole I've thought about the whole one currency thing I think this is the only way to do it like it is the only way that everyone would end up having one currency and the fact that it's all digital and you know there's there's no hard money it's all digital everything's on paper so yeah it'll be interesting and I mean obviously to acquire these cryptocurrencies you have to exchange real money well real money the money we earn by working which uses value the entire time yeah well that's the other thing so it's like I think even if you don't intend using crypto for purchases or for everyday use like I don't know man maybe try and put a little bit of your salary every every month in there and just get some why not I mean if you can afford to put a little bit of your savings, even if it's like a thousand rand a month, a hundred rand a month, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, get in there and see, like, because the more you get into it, the more you will, I guess, pay attention to it because you're yeah. invested in it now. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of what I've done. I'm just going to slowly start buying some. And it's like, I may as well get in. And if it goes up to a million rand, then I don't know, man, like, the world's going to be a crazy place. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going to happen. Like, my mind doesn't even know where to start if that happens. No, but like, I think as you said, skin in the game, right? So a lot of people which comment on crypto and say it's a stupid idea, don't actually have any crypto for them to be like, oh, well, I'm, sure. make, I'm make, make, making my judgment based on sure. on me actually being there. You mm-hmm. know, it's basically from the peanut gallery commenting yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, I think that's another thing is to say that people are often awarded for being early adopters of something. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with a share with any stock. So that's what I'm saying with crypto. People obviously look at crypto as something, and they look at all the negative things because, obviously, you know, newspapers and media companies they can't get paid in crypto yet. So it's the enemy, right? If oh, everyone else is obviously yeah. getting paid in real, yeah. real cash, or they're only getting paid in real cash, and now this comes, this thing comes along, which basically threatens everything that they do, right? Or how they get paid and how they make money. They don't want to get paid in crypto yet because they can't actually realize what the value is. Sure. So they're going to make an enemy out of it. But 100%. At the same time, the, like being an early adopter like that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing as buying in early into a company with you're just buying stock basically. Mm-hmm. Early in the company and all of a sudden does well, you know. Yeah. Um, there's certain places where you're like, well, if I knew how well they would have done, you know, I would have been there earlier. Yeah, I mean, the thing, it's always speaking in hindsight. Exactly. I mean, if anyone had gone into Amazon or Tesla or, you know, when they were really, really small, Netflix, like they would have been, they would have killed it. They would have made a lot of money. And I think, like, that's where you go back on luck. Like, yeah. I don't know, luck is, to be lucky, like, it depends how you want to break it down. Like, yes, I'm lucky. I was born in a, into a family that was well off. I got educated. I got opportunities. Like, if you want to go that far, then yes, I'm lucky. Everybody that has been able to do something in their life and move forward has been lucky to be born in the position they're born in. So when I say some people get lucky with cryptocurrency, it's like, yes, they might have done their homework, but they also had no idea. You know, like, maybe I read, oh, like, okay, I'll buy crypto for four 
Bitcoin for $500 and then it goes to $12,000 the next year. It's like, even if you did, if you did your homework, well done. And if you did your homework and went up, like you made a lot of money, but I'm telling you a lot of people, it still was luck. Yeah. Like maybe a friend told you, or maybe, maybe you just like, ah, oh, whatever, I have some money. Let me just try it. Mm. Like, even if you did it with Amazon, like it's, it's a calculated risk. So in a way, it's you could say lucky, but you've made a calculated risk. You looked at the business plan. You're like, oh, okay, this is a good business. I'm gonna invest yeah, in it. And some of it, yes, could be stupid. But the thing is that you are still willing to take that risk, right? right? If you took your life, and that's the weird thing is that if you had to, let's say, take your life savings, put it into crypto, and let's say the thing tanks, everyone would be like, oh, this guy was stupid. What are you thinking, right? Sure. When it does well, what's what's the story then? Yeah. You know. And the thing is, if if it tanks, everyone's gonna say like, oh, he's an idiot. He's stupid. But if he does well, regardless of how much homework the guy did. They're going to just tell him, oh, he got lucky. It, but I think that I, I do believe in that whole luck thing because I'm reading yeah. that Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And he talks about, um, you know, a lot of people trying to study outliers, right? So mm-hmm. when you look at outliers generally, like he goes through, example, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. They are technically speaking lucky because oh, like yeah. obviously they definitely obviously had certain things that we obviously talk about. Like, you know, you have to be hardworking, you have to apply yourself and stuff like that. So Bill Gates, like 100%, he is... All of those things, right? Sure. But the way the luck comes in is that how many people had access to a computer at his age? True. The fact that he was an early adopter yeah. of computers. As a young st- kid. Exactly. Yeah. So he studied it. And the thing is that if he obviously studied computers and for some reason there was programming and stuff, he got good at it. And for some reason, computers were never going to be necessary. That would have been a waste of time for him, right? It would have, yeah. And then what people would say, oh, you're stupid. You, why do you spend yeah. so much time obviously after yeah. hours and stuff like that? But... He was willing to obviously take a risk. So there is definitely that element of luck. Um, sure. If he was born, you know, in... The five years earlier. Five years earlier. Later, whatever. Or yeah. later. If, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he was born five years later or ten years later, all of a sudden there's so many people which are already doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes feels the... Like, that's how I feel with crypto. Like, it's almost at this st- stage that, like... I don't know how far it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So it feels like not a waste to be an early adopter, but you're just like, oh, everyone that got in early is already benefiting. So yeah. me jumping in now is a bit too late, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that it is true. It. it is one, one way to do look at it. But yeah. then again, like there might be a brand new normal to be like, well, this is probably the lowest time out of, let's say, maybe does well in the next 20 years. This time right now where I'm thinking it's expensive might, might be. be the cheapest yeah. time. Yeah. That will ever be, yeah. And but then skyrocket. I could also go in and buy a Bitcoin at sixty thousand yeah. dollars, and then in a year's time we have another podcast, and Bitcoin doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I'm laughing at you. Exactly. <laughs> so it's yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, it's risk. It, it is risk, and it is luck. Yeah. Like as much as you want to say, oh, I've done my homework, or I know what I'm doing. It's like, man, things, you know, like. When, like you say with Bill Gates, if we we grew up, computers were already around. Yeah. Like we didn't have the opportunity to become. Not that any of us would have become Bill yeah. Gates, but we didn't have the opportunity to maybe come into a field where it was so new and mm. you know, like the the potential for growth was like yeah. exponential. So it's the same thing. Like obviously, we listen to a lot of podcasts, right? But right. back then, they had to be early adopters. So Joe yeah. Rogan used. Yeah. 
who's a go to pod- podcasting now, has been doing it for what, 12 years? Yeah, exactly. And at no that time, no one was listening to podcasts. They're yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? You know? Yeah. And who knows that now, 12 years later, it's going to be a thing it's that like gets them $100 million. Dollars. Exactly. He's like the, he's the most famous interviewer in the world, yeah. the most powerful interviewer in the world. So it's and like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's something that I never knew when I was growing up. Like, I only knew about podcasts, let's say, three or four years ago. Yeah. And now look at that. Like, I'm. We doing one? Yeah, no, sure. You know? The first time I found about it, I was like, "Why the hell did I know about know about these at school?" <laughs> like, I would have just sat and listened to them all day. Yeah. And it's like, also on boats every day. I'm working. I got a podcast in my ear. But I mean, when we were at school ten years ago, it's like unheard of. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it is. It'll be a interesting thing to see what happens. Um, you know, I don't think crypto will go away. Mm. Whether it'll become the main currency. I don't know, people, you know, governments are going to fight and people are going to hmm. not want this. And especially when someone has so much money in this currency, they're going to fight another currency. Yeah, because, because they don't know how it works. Yet. Yeah, and, and I mean, imagine like someone, even if it was Jeff Bezos, for instance, like he's got half a billion, how many billions he has, I mean, 100 billion. Like if he decided or the whole world was like, hey, we're going to change the crypto Bitcoin today, like, he loses a shitload of money if mm. he has to convert dollars to Bitcoin. Like, mm. he wouldn't be happy about that. Mm. Like, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I can't go one for one, like one dollar for one Bitcoin, then I'm not interested or yeah. I'm going to fight you or whatever the case is. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think Bitcoin is still trying to find its place in the market. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. I don't know where it'll sit. Um, but yeah, it'll be... It's going to be an interesting ride, that's for sure. No, but the, the thing is that it's actually quite nice because you get a lot of, I won't say fairy tales, but like they're just situations where people's lives are changing completely. So I think the one story um, my boss told me was of someone and his friends, and I think it was just early days of Bitcoin when it first came out, and they just heard about it and they thought it was a fun thing to do. Like, oh, let's all go buy Bitcoin, right? And the guy cashed out for 10 million rand recently. Wow. You know, like, and this was like a few years ago where it was nothing. It was just like, ha, it's fun yeah. to do and you can probably buy games with it and never bought the game and they just obviously had it and they just kept it. Yeah. And all of a sudden they wake up one day and boom. 10 million. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, wow. I, but, and the thing is that I also, one thing I told them was like, it's actually remarkable that they didn't sell it during the first boom because yeah. like, you know, like they could have got rid of it, but they yeah, made like 500,000 or exactly. whatever. Yeah. And then now they're waiting for it. So they have a, yeah. So they had a bit of Bitcoin at the time that they bought it and the guy was just like, hey, 10 million rand, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't know if you have to pay tax on what the situation yeah, is, but know. like, you know, like yeah. that, that gaming setup where he was with his friends and they just did their stupid things and that stupid thing. And they obviously you say luck, but the thing is that yeah. you have to be, I think that's the other part we we spoke about was what luck, risk, and opportunities. Yeah, you set yourself up sometimes for opportunity. Also, you sure. set up yourself yourself out sometimes for risk as sure. well, right? Yeah, and for stupid things. But definitely, you have to play the game. You have to have skin in the game. I yeah, think that's the term that I've been reading a lot of the books talking about skin in the game, saying that that's the only time you're really actually gonna really understand something and sure. really make a con a meaningful contribution is when you actually have yeah skin in the game. No, for sure. And I mean, like you know, just looking at something like skin in the game like i didn't know much about properties or housing or anything like that once i bought my first property i was like okay wow mm. eyes opened learned so much next time do this next time don't do that so it's like yeah you you know it is it's interest. it's important to get in and even if it's 100 rand a thousand rand like get skin in the game it like it gives you the opportunity to decide whether you want to take the risk or whether you don't want to take the risk mm. 
And sometimes you might take it and then get lucky. And like, I don't want to use lucky in a way like, oh, you don't deserve it. It's more like you've done your homework, but the outcome is definitely not in your hands. Mm. Like, you know that there's a good chance it might work, but like there's literally nothing you can do. Well, put it this way, in terms of luck, how, like what is your, maybe your definition? Because I think my definition of luck has changed because sometimes people think that they're lucky, meaning that they feel, as you said, they feel that they can control the outcomes, right? Sure. So what happens is that you find like, you know, you're driving down the road, there's a solid line, you're not supposed to overtake, but the truck is annoying you, right? You go into oncoming coming traffic, right? And you get back in there. And, you know, sometimes either your friends or you tell yourself, okay, I'm just a skilled driver. Like, mm-hmm. I know I can take that risk. Sure. The minute that you go into oncoming traffic and basically it was head-on collision, either let's say you survive or you die, what happens? The story changes to not be that you were lucky. It's like you were stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. that's the other side of the coin as well. Sure. So what is sure. luck to you then? Because, yeah. like, I don't think there's luck. It's either that there's just risk. And I think the lucky part is to say that you've come out alive yeah. because it's always that there's a negative outcome. Sure. No, I think that's a good way of looking at it. And yeah, it, yeah, I guess that is a good way. There isn't like, yeah, it's not lucky. Like someone looking at you in a resentful way or like, Oh, you didn't deserve that or anything like that. But it's also understanding that, like you said, you don't have control of the outcome. Like, it is a risk and it's either going to not work out or it's going to work out. Mm. And if it works out, then you're lucky or yeah. considered lucky. Yeah. Like it happened, it worked yeah. out. It, what I wanted was the outcome I wanted happened. So I was lucky. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's kind of a funny word, but I wouldn't say that it's like lucky, like, Oh, you're uneducated. Mm. You didn't have any idea what you were doing and you just made a lot of money. Mm. It's just lucky that, Hey man, Things just went the way they did, and you yeah. were in at the right time, and good and for you. You came out for the better. Yeah. Right? Um, because I think there was something that I also laughed at with my boss because we actually talk a lot about investments in business and stuff like that. It's just something that's a common interest. Right. Not that I'm in business or anything, but obviously, him being my boss, he runs a business and stuff. But I think, you know, the whole GameStop thing where oh, people yes. were sort yeah. of fighting yeah. like the investment firms. And I think some guy got him on the wrong side of it. Like, you oh. know, he was reading on Reddit and he was like, okay, I'm going to go do this, right? And he goes, buys an ad, starts tanking, and he loses a shit ton of money because he heard so many people becoming millionaires from this oh, thing. Yeah. So he took everything out. Oh, man. And he cashed. And he went on, you know, on Reddit basically to be like, hey, guys, like, what happened here? And like, yeah. you know, I took this thing and I, I lost and, you know, the, the things aren't working out for me. And then someone commented there. And it's probably wrong to laugh, but he was like, your losses were appreciated by the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, because that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. on the other side. Is that yeah. hey, you wanted to play, and someone else was going to lose at the end. Someone ha- when when there's a game, someone has to lose. Yes. You know, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, that whole that whole uh, GameStop thing, messing with all the uh, what do they call themselves, hedge the hedge funds, and all those guys. That was quite funny to see. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think it goes back to even the guys that started Bitcoin. Um, like, they've got, you know, I don't think they even believed that it was going to get as big as it was because, like, they don't have any set rules or anything like, oh, every Bitcoin mined, I need to get a percentage. It's like, they literally, the only reason the guys that founded Bitcoin have Bitcoin is because they invested money in computers to mine Bitcoin. Mm. So, like, they, they just did it out of, like, oh, let's just have, like, our own currency let's just make it for the business whatever and they, that's how it started they used to just use it send it to each other mm. buy things from each other and whatever and like yeah they just 
basically let it out to the world and it went big but none of them were like oh well i'm reserved a thousand bitcoin or i need this many it was just like make something and see what happens yeah and obviously your sharks will say that they were stupid for doing that but like that's another thing in hindsight you can say that right yeah but i mean isn't that also good that mm. that wasn't the way that they wanted to do it yeah, like imagine if yeah imagine if that was the way, like oh no the, the founders have 30 percent of the bitcoin by law and it's like well we don't want to be a part of that then. Mm. you know then like we might as well stay with the banks because yeah. they fucking us over anyway yeah so it's like it's it was cool to see and i think that's why it took on so well it's like a lot of like a lot of the stuff can be done you don't need a business you don't need like some special institution it's like get some computers good graphics cards lots of electricity and mine bitcoin yeah you know and a lot of the bitcoin in the world is actually being mined in china yeah obviously and like that's another scary part it's like are they hoarding bitcoin i think they are because it's the same thing you and your brother your brother and i were speaking about yesterday we said that in terms of china like they're set up to be like oh yeah they want to be they, the next world power they are going to yeah be, they like, are without i think that's the thing like obviously says oh everyone obviously says oh communism is bad and stuff like that i think literally yes obviously it is but, but i think they, they literally put aspects. a mission they put a mission out there to be like we're going to dominate the only reason we get to dominate the rest of the world is through communism yeah but so everything true. that you guys are earning and whatever you call it it's coming to the state and we will obviously use that to fund our agenda mm-hmm we we'll obviously take care of you in terms of where you need to get taken care yeah. of and they do that obviously yeah. but hey, like we can't ignore the fact that China is going to take over like oh, yeah. oh 100% man I've always said like since I was in junior school even like you know you've been to Yugi where I live it's yeah. like the middle of nowhere dude there's Chinese shops there. really yeah there's Chinese shops there dude there's lots of them like they literally will like I don't know whether they came from China or if they just were born in South Africa mm-hmm. or but like they'll come into the little towns, they'll start a little shop, and they'll live in the shop. Yeah. And like they work hard, they're very hardworking people, and they will take the world over without firing one bullet, man. Yeah. Those guys are gonna take over the world, and that's the thing, though. Like I think the Western world's too busy, like frantic. <sighs> well, it's not only that. The Western world's like, what's what's the word when they um. Mm. Oh, I'll think of the word later but basically <laughs> they want to like they're, they're controlling like, a perception that they look well, good or what no but they also want to be like oh you know gay people can get married Le- um, gay rights uh, black lives matter what else was there like just all these things that they're putting out to try and make like oh look everyone lives together we're all happy together we all this like they're trying to like Stun, like you know, mm, yeah. you're stunning lying, like yeah. no, no, you're just making it up, you're making it look like, yeah, you're making it look like everything's kosher, but it's yes. not. Yes. Like, you're spending so much energy and time saying, Oh, look, we're not racist, we're not, we, we, we like gays, we like this, we like that, and it's like, it's a shit show, and we're so busy concentrating on those things that mm. actually, not that they don't matter, but it's like, they're, they're words, people say words, and people get so offended by words, it's like. Let's move away from that and, because and someone's trying I'm, to take over the world. I think the important thing, as you said, is like it's not that they don't matter and it's not like they aren't doing things, but I find sometimes that they're even lying about it. Yeah. You know, it's just to control the narrative to be yeah, like, hey, sure. we're, we're a beautiful nation. Like, come here. Like, we do this. And obviously, they want the best people to come there, people to invest in their countries. Sure. And they'll only show you the good side. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, like 
Virtue signaling is the word yes, I was saying. Virtue signaling. So they're like, you know, oh, this, 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 and that. And it's like, everybody's welcome here. Safe space, this, safe space. Like, there's no fucking safe space in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. There, well, there isn't. Yeah. Like, when we lived in caves, like, if a, if a lion came on to eat you, like, you can't be like, oh, this must, like, nah, bro. Like, we can't eat you, you know? And it's like, that's, China's the lion. Hmm. Like, they're going to just come and take. And they're going to come call your bluff. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Man, they, if they, like, do you think the Chinese is like, and that's the one thing about communism, like, maybe they don't care as much about gay rights or Black Lives Matter or whatever the, the you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's about the state for them. Yeah. So it's like, it's like one, there's no one motion. sound, one mission. Or yeah. Whatever you call it. It's, it's just like, like, that's it. That's it. So this way you get given this, you do that and you pay us this and you get to keep that. And that's that. Not that it's horrible. I don't think you have a very lovely life. I think you, you live in one area, you work there and you die mm. and you work for the, the state mm. and you love your country and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, whether that way is right, I don't know, but I think they definitely showing us that it's more productive that yeah. way. Like the way the Western world and the rest of the world is, it's like we've got too much time on our hands mm. to cause or to look at other people and be like, how are you annoying me? What have you caused? Yeah. How have you hurt me? How can I retaliate in some way to get some news article or social media attention or whatever it is? Yeah. It doesn't, you know, fill in the blank. And it's just like, we're just in this culture of... I think it, you know, it's one of the things that I think your brother likes to call it nanny states, but there you go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's also that thing. Like we haven't been in a war. Our generation haven't been in a war no. for us to be hardened the fuck up. So like our generation now looks for issues and problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that there aren't real problems and stuff like that. Like, you know, some people really feel like, I think like, obviously you farmers, you obviously eat your, your meat, you know, uh, sure. you, you cut, you obviously slaughter the animals, you know how your animals are being fed. Sure. So you obviously also, you know, the difference in terms of if I buy, you know, uh, maize-fed beef, uh, sure. all the meters and stuff right. like that. But then now this whole, not just, that's what I'm saying. I understand in that point to say, okay, factory farming is bullshit. Sure. Uh, and that's where vegans obviously are activists <laughs> and stuff like that. But I really feel like it's a thing in the UK where it's almost like when I was there or even obviously in some of the things that we've dealt with, that's what I'm saying. I understand if you want your lifestyle to be like, I'm going to eat vegetables, like your brother only eats meat. And it's not sure. like I'm saying, hey, don't do that. You know, you should be omnivore, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Why should everyone conform to your dietary style? Sure. No, and sure. those things happen, obviously, in places where you've just got too much time on your hands and things are just too good. Because mm-hmm. if you come here to South Africa and start, you know, marching there around Burger King to be like, stop eating meat and stuff like that, you're going to get shot yeah. at some point in time. People have more, better things to do. They have more important things to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Like, there's just too much time. Life is too easy. Like, mm-hmm. if you had to walk to the river with a bucket on your head to get water to wash or yeah. wash your clothes, drink or whatever, like, you would not be marching up and down the street about some something, mm-hmm. you know? You wouldn't or be upset that someone said this or someone said yeah. that it's like there's an old saying i'm sure most of the world knows it and i think a lot of people know the saying but don't live by it and a lot of people have forgotten it like sticks and stones can break my bones but <laughs> words can never hurt me yeah. like words you can say whatever you want to say to me but you have to choose to take offense exactly like you can be the nastiest person you want and if i don't want to acknowledge what you're saying then it's not going to affect me mm. like until, you know, if there's physical violence, different story. Like, yeah. nobody needs to be beaten or, you know. Yeah. But, like, 
people saying things to you and you're going to get so offended? Like, come on. Oh, but it comes from, I think it's a, a thing of not self-confidence and insecurity, but obviously people, they get triggered a lot by those yeah. type of things. There's definitely some sort of sense of insecurity. Sure, sure. But that's what I'm saying. Does the insecurity come from, yeah, life's just too soft, right? Well, that's it. You need to do, you need to do something hard. You need to like, you're yeah. not even like, a boot camp hard you yeah. just need to have a little bit of struggle in your life you haven't evaluated how strong you really are to right. be like well that shouldn't actually hurt me yeah like no, it's exactly. just too pushy to be like oh this is the first sign exactly. of adversity now I must actually react I must fight back and now they've hurt my feelings yeah no no dude that, that shit honestly like it really <laughs> it really like I struggle with it like I'd say some nasty things when I think about people like that just because mm-hmm. it's like it's ridiculous man like I mean I don't want to I don't know. I always think of like, oh, what happened ten thousand years ago? How would we have lived? Like, yeah, I wouldn't have lived much. I wouldn't have lived long yeah. ten thousand years ago. I might think I might have, but I probably wouldn't. <laughs> like, I don't think many of us would. Yeah. Because life is it's easy for me too. Yeah. As much as I want to sound like I'm a hard person, I'm not compared yeah. to what it used to be like. Yeah. But you have to understand, like, some things just get taken out of proportion. I guess, like, some people are just. Like you say one thing to them, and it's like, oh my word, my word. And like, they want to cancel on, you. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like also they can get you my, fired. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine this podcast. Imagine I say something on this podcast, and then 10 years' time, like, you become really famous. And it's like, oh, well, Nana had this guy on, and he said this and this and this. Well, let's cancel Nana. And you're like, or cancel me. That's how I became famous. Yeah. Whatever the case. And it's like, cancel me for saying I said 10 years ago. And it's like, yeah. come on, guys. Then they go back to look for that kind exactly. of stuff. It's like, it's different if I raped someone or if I yeah. killed someone. It's like, yeah, fuck, man. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be, no, I don't want to know myself either. But like, for saying something, like, I mean, come on, do people... Especially back in the, I think they also spoke about it in terms of comedians because back at the time where they've said these things, like say 10 years ago, like, um, the, the jokes that they made were acceptable at the time. Sure. Right? Now, obviously, we all woke and we all sensitive and stuff like that. Now they're going to find that stuff, replay it, and now they want to cancel for something that they said where it was fine 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Should I mean, have been fine, but, maybe but, that's debatable. But, but still, but, like, no, I don't, he got he, the pass. I don't think it should never not be fine, though. Mm-hmm. Like, as a comedian, your job is to fucking... Unfortunately, if you're the guy being laughed at or made joke at, a joke of by the comedian he's just gonna be like hey man sorry but thanks for sacrificing for the yeah. room like, <laughs> I'm making fun of you so everyone else can laugh yes like, you know it is yeah, what it is thing was beneficial yeah. to the rest of society exactly like yeah you might feel shit but hey man next week someone else is gonna get made fun of and you should feel only you should only feel shit about it if you're really insecure about yeah. something or like you have a really face adversity for you to sure. be like oh let me actually lament on this thing and you know it's really gonna hurt me and I've got you've actually got time right to be sure. like okay cool and I mean that's the thing like I can get like gay jokes you know 20 years ago or whatever like it was gay, being gay was very not accepted or gay marriage wasn't accepted blah yeah. blah blah and it's like yeah people change but I think we have some things that we change for the good and some things that we don't. Like, I don't have any opinion on whether someone wants to be with someone of their own sex, mm. male or female. Like, people can yeah, do what they want. Them, yeah. That's their decision. Like, yeah. um, I'm not going to stand there and say you can't get married. I'm not going to stand there and fight for you to get married. Yeah. I'm just not going to get involved. Yeah. Um, but but no, that seems like it's ba- a bad thing to do in these day and age. To what? That. Just not get involved? Yeah, if you're not yeah. getting involved. Yeah. If, you, if you're not pro for it. You, exactly. If you're not pro for our agenda, then it's, it's bad. Exactly. And then the people go at you for it. And it's yeah. like, wait, I haven't said anything bad, but because I haven't said anything either, I'm getting go. I'm like, you have a go at me. But it's like, 
I don't. It's. I think it comes down to people just have too much time, man. Life's yeah. too easy. Like we can go to a restaurant or a supermarket down the road and just walk in and there's a fridge of lines and hours and hours and hours of food. Like when have we ever ever had that in our lifetime yeah. or in our existence as humans? Yeah. Like in the last hundred years. Yeah. Before that, like people lived hard, man. Like. Yeah. Life has become so, so easy. You had to slaughter your own meat. And like, obviously, I mean, even that, yeah. like, okay, obviously, like you said, I live on a farm. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I have no problem slaughtering an animal, yeah. you know? Like, so even the, in that sense, though, you, not that you desensitize to say that, oh, you know, it's inhumane, but like, you can't get shocked by that because that's the harsh reality of life. Like, you had to stick these people back then and be like, okay, cool. Like, hey, there's your dinner. Go catch it. Mm-hmm. Go slaughter the chicken. Go yeah. defeather it and yeah. stuff like that. Or go go gonna... chase the animal until yeah. you can catch it, or shoot it with a bow, or stab yeah. it with a spear. Like, don't get me wrong. Every time I kill an animal, I I feel sad. Yeah. But like in the beginning, you see, there's an excitement. Yeah. You you shoot the animal or whatever you however you kill the yeah, animal, yeah. and then once you get there, it's like you're sad because you've taken this thing's life. Yeah. But then at the same time that you're sad, you just like. It's like almost like you speak to yourself or you speak to the animal or whatever how you want to look at it and you just you're grateful. Yeah. Thank you for the food. Yeah. I'll remember this. I'm gonna take care of all of this meat. I'm gonna prepare it. I'm gonna cut it up. I'm gonna freeze it. I'm gonna every meal I have, I'll be grateful for that animal. And like I've done it myself. I've made got made this food, I cut it up, I put it into portions, right. I froze it. Right. Like I know where that meat came from. Yeah. And it's not nice to take anything's life. Yeah. But when it's for your survival. Yeah. It's acceptable. Yeah. And like, because it's not like you out there and then the wolf or a lion's gonna be like, oh, well, you know what? I should be sorry for this guy. Like, hey, he's, he's gonna hungry. He's gonna eat you. Yeah. 100% he's gonna eat you. And that's just the way life is. Like, yeah. animals are, and plants and fruit, we all in this, like, none of us are here forever. Yeah. When we either get eaten, die, or, or decompose or fall off the tree, yeah. we all go back to the earth anyway. So. So the other part that always not annoys me with the whole, let's say, I, I don't want to talk about vegans per se, but it seems like it's a very relevant topic because they seem the most touched by these type of sure. situations and stuff, especially in our society. Um, you know, obviously, they have this, these discussions about how certain animals, like, obviously, they should be treated like pets and, you know, sure. they wouldn't harm you and stuff like that. But I was, I was actually thinking about it. I was like, well, technically speaking, like, a dog can harm you, right? Obviously, sure. the smaller they are, how you train it and stuff like that. But the main significant thing about dogs or animals not harming you is that they see you as a source of a food in the mm-hmm. sense that you will feed them right mm-hmm. so because obviously they start off obviously as wolves, wolves right and yeah. they come back down but somehow either by them being puppies or something like that by you being able to feed them right they lose that sense of aggression right and they, they trust need you in order to get food sure so now they see you as the food provider mm-hmm. i don't have to be as aggressive mm-hmm. anymore because then if i kill you i kill my food provider mm-hmm. right sure and that's how obviously through the generations of bringing up dogs and stuff some of them haven't been you know you know the genes obviously haven't been there are certain animals which just you know violent sure obviously but you can raise that and how you obviously train and do that is through food at the end sure of the day. yeah animal yeah. understands like okay fine if i do this thing it's i get gonna get a heat get a hiding I'm going to get food. So let me keep on doing the same thing that encourages me or will ensure that I get food. Sure. And that's actually the thing behind it. If it wasn't for the feeding, they had no no reason for them to be like, okay, fine, I'm going to obey you or be kind to you or come cuddle with you and stuff like that. No, sure. They wouldn't 
Yeah, why would they even live with us then? Yeah. They'd be living in the wild. It's not so. like they choose to live with us. They choose to live with you because you're feeding them. Yeah. Not because they like you or no. they're sentient beings no. and stuff. No, like no, no, no. It's definitely food. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, that's how they started. Like, they were in the wild and they would have had wolves around their camps and they would have started feeding the wolves and then eventually... Or a puppy comes in as Australia and then right. it's just like, okay, fine. The puppies, maybe, yeah, you start feeding the things. Like, oh, okay. These people are liking me. And they give me affection. They give me food. I'm just going to chill, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, gonna gonna, I'm not going to eat them. I'm going to just chill with them. Yeah, no, sure. And I mean, but yeah, just to go back a little bit on the whole vegan thing, like, um, I watched something the other day called, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called Sea Spirit or Sea Sea Piracy or something. No, like Sea Spirit or like Conspiracy. Sea uh, Conspiracy. So yeah. Emma's been watching that and oh, she told dude, me to watch it as dude, well. But dude, dude. That's all of the slavery, I've yeah. No, 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 this is about catching oh, fishing. fish. Yes, yes, they're fishing. So, dolphins and so I had a lot of people, because obviously my brother and I basically only eat meat, like red meat. And I've had a lot of people like, oh, that's so bad, factory this. And do you know what you're doing to animals? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess. But what do you want me to do about it? Like, it's life, unfortunately. Like, when I'm at home, I eat my own meat that's off my farm. And I do what I can. But when I'm on, you know, on a boat in the middle of the world somewhere, like... Unfortunately, I don't have that luxury. Mm, to eat whatever's being yeah. prepared. But then you go and you watch this sea spear or whatever it's called. And dude, the people that say I will only eat vegetables and fish because they're scared of factory farming on land mm. have no leg to stand on. Mm. Like I will eat, I will only eat cows from factory farms for the rest of my life rather than eating any fish out of the ocean. Really? Dude, well, what's, what's it in is it? horrible. No, just the way they fish. Oh. They, I think the biggest effect of climate change in this world is probably fishing. Serious? Because like all the seaweed, microorganisms, microplankton, all those kind of things that live in the sea, like they're all carbon sinks. Apparently 80% of our carbon is in the ocean. Okay. So it, it's like a big carbon filter. Yeah. And it can get carbon out of the air and then back into the water or into the soil or whatever. Yeah. And... The rate at which we're killing fish, like not even, not even necessarily the fish that we want to eat. It's like just trawlers going over and they sharks. Like ninety percent of some species of sharks are gone. Yeah. Like there's like they're endangered and like not just one or two, like lots of them. Mm. Dolphins, like in Japan, they just catch them, cut or even sharks. They just cut their fins off, throw them back in the water. They just want the fin. Yeah, but no, sometimes not even that. Like. And it's not in like Japan, they they're trying to they're trying to get all the tuna, and they see dolphins as like um, predators of tuna, so they go around just killing dolphins because they're be like, well, we want more dolphins, we want, we more, want more, tuna. more tuna. Wow! So they're just killing all the dolphins, and then the problem is like, you have um, a food pyramid. So the predator, let's yeah. call it A, at the top, eats B. B eats C, C eats D. Yeah. So now let's say you kill all of A. Yeah. So there's no predator anymore. Yeah. So B has no predator. B overpopulates, yeah. eats all of C, yeah. then B dies because there's no food for B. Ah. Okay? So then C has no predator. Yeah. So then C all of a sudden overpopulates and eats all of D. And then they die because, and then they no die because there's no food. And it's like, oh shit, like you can't actually take the top dog out. Mm. You gotta leave the, the sharks are so important to our ocean. Mm. Like, and then you know, I'm sure you've heard the whole garbage patch and all like where they've just got these huge, huge patches of garbage in the middle of the ocean. 
like as big as states. Like really, as big as that's where they bigger do. than the Eastern Cape. They're that's just, where they just throw. Rubbish. No, no, it just congregates there for the currents of the seas. Uh-huh. So like, um, I think it's the Pacific. There's one like as big as Texas. Of rubbish. Of just garbage floating in the ocean. No man. Yeah. Yeah. And about over forty percent of it is all fishing gear. Like uh-huh. nets and just ropes and boys and because they just check it out and oh, see when they yeah when it. they're done with it and things break they just cut them off and leave them like people dude you go to the Bahamas and you go diving off one of these off Golden Key just off Nassau and there's like a hundred meters by like three hundred meters and you go dive down there and I was like I went down there and I was like why is it so dark at the bottom and I went down tires like car tires like. Hundreds of thousands of car tires, rubber, mm. just thrown in the ocean. Like, it's just like a big garbage patch, man. It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, I reckon if people want to do anything, stop eating fish. <laughs> yeah. If they want to save the planet, Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, like, oh man, if you, if you could see how, like, you know, when you, when you're storing a car or whatever, it's like, okay, I want that car. Yeah. You can choose. But now when you're going to go and, like, I mean, They've got some crazy stats, man. They would just drag nets on the bottom of the ocean. And it's like hundreds of thousands of football fields a day. But they're just dragging over coral reef and destroying it. Like yeah. just pulling shit up out of the ocean. No, so like the thing is that the stats are definitely important to show us some things. But I'm also very, um, not skeptical. I'm very cautious with it because the same, it's the same, you know, obviously through the Netflix. That's the same thing that got vegans triggered. Sure. To be like, hey, hey, sure. this is what's happening. Game changes. This thing, game changes yeah, that yeah. Um, conspiracy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So now this type of thing, I'm just like, okay, like it's telling the other side of the story, which we never considered, right? Mm-hmm. So now you have to go back and be like, well, you guys go readjust what you were talking about and how obviously veganism will save the world because now we've got another issue. Sure. Because obviously now people, because I think there's even the other side of rotten, if you look at the yeah, other yeah. rotten there. Mm-hmm. And so now they're talking about a lot of it is um, the avocados. And yeah, the honey. The, and, and the honey and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So now what are we supposed to eat at the end of the day? Because yeah, that seems like everything. Yeah. Because if you're going to say, well, everyone must eat this, you're going to drive the market there, and then what's going to happen? They're going to be like, oh, we need to take over this market. And mm-hmm. in order to take over this market, oh, people dude, are going to be ruthless. It's everything. It's peanuts, garlic, honey, avocados. And you'd think, oh, such a harmless thing you yeah. go to the grocery store to buy, but it's like there's a mafia behind that. Yeah. Coffee is the same thing. Go to Hawaii and try and start a coffee farm in Hawaii. Yeah. Not fucking happening. Really? There were no ways, dude. They got It's such a tight network. Like, you got to be in with the right people, pay the right people, know the right people, whatever the case is. But it's oh, like, nothing. yeah, it's not about what you know, it's who you know or how much money you have. You know, it's like, and I think that's anywhere, unfortunately, that's humans. Anywhere where there's money to be made, yes. I think humans do that. So that's the thing. If you have to say everyone should be eating, you know, kale, whatever you call it, you're going to drive the market and all of a sudden high demand means that someone's like, well, how do we supply this thing? And then we're going to create a mafia behind it. And then what yeah. happens? It's obviously the same thing as, you know, child labor. Well, yeah. not child labor, but there's trafficking. There's some mm-hmm. sort of cheating. There's some sort of fake. Whether it's prison labor or whatever the case is. Just yeah. so that they can yeah. get it at the lowest cost possible. No, so you sure. can't be driving everyone towards one thing. And that's where no. it was simple, where sure. everyone just chose what it is that they were going to eat. Yeah. Everyone just goes back to a standard diet. Well, you can't be pushing in one direction anymore because sure. it's just so spread out then, hey. You know, and I do think that maybe not, I don't know, maybe in our lifetime it would be nice, but I think people are going to be a lot more um, attracted to living on some sort of a land where they can maybe have a vegetable garden yeah. or at least close to them a farmer's market or 
you know, because I think, like, if you look in America, I think there's only three companies that basically provide the chicken for the entire country. Mm. I mean, it's a big country, man. It's but like that's what I'm saying. Four hundred. Well, exactly. Cheap. Not, they can exactly. do it cheaply. So, like, every single little mom and pop, like, small little chicken farm that had started just got priced out. Yeah. And like. I think, yeah, maybe they need, I don't know. I, in my opinion, there needs to be something to stop that from happening because you get better quality food, better quality life for animals, better quality, like everything. Like everything's better if you just do it on a small scale. Like mm. you should only be able to provide, I don't know, chickens to the people within 100 kilometers of you or yeah. something like that. Or So know. your brother actually told me yesterday, which was surprising, apparently rainbow chicken is basically close to yeah. running in SA because... Yeah. They're bringing it from Argentina it's, where they're yeah. boilers and they're obviously feeding them steroids and, mm-hmm. and all these other things. And all of a sudden you've got these massive chickens which are dirt cheap, imported, not fresh. But the thing is that... We Came from like, a boat. They, they've yeah. been frozen for two, three weeks on a boat. Yeah, because yeah. apparently the government's justification is like, we need to feed the people, meaning that if you can get chicken cheaper for the people. But it's even better. then, like... Yeah. Is that really true or someone got a kickback? Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you're going to give us this contract for South Africa yeah. and then we'll give you a couple of thousand or whatever exactly. it is. No, sure. And they'll give them the story to be like, oh, you're going to feed the nation by getting cheaper chicken, blah, 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 blah. How is it going to be, if it's real, genuine chicken, that's what I'm saying, how is it going to be cheaper than what's going to be locally made here? No, sure, sure. It's, yeah, it's quite scary that people go into that stuff, man. Like, money, money, money. It really, it... Yeah, you think when it comes time to looking after your own people, like, and that's one thing I have to compliment the UK on, though, like, or England in particular, like, um, well, I don't want to speak out of term, maybe the UK, because I guess the UK is leaving um, Europe. Europe, yeah. So, um, one of the reasons it took so long is because they couldn't come to agreements, like, agriculturally. Like, yeah. England has very strict farming laws when all practices when it comes to like chemicals and all that kind of stuff and they were like well this banned list of chemicals that our farmers are not allowed to use because it's bad for the people that eat it so if we bring food overseas it has to be the same so what was happening was a lot of europe didn't have the same they weren't as strict with their rules so a lot of the pesticides or whatever it was that were being used in europe and then were being sold in England at a cheaper price. Oh, pricing so, them out. Exactly. So the farmers were like, well, we're not allowed to use this that makes life easier. We can't use this product because it's bad for you. But people are using... But then you're happy to buy it from France mm. at a cheaper price? No, no, no. You need to buy it from us. If you're making this the rule, mm. you need to buy it from us because we have no other option. Yeah. So they had like... It was a big thing with agriculture, like trying to get this whole Brexit thing finished. Like... Because I think England can provide like 70% of the food for themselves. like, And then the other 30% they imported. need to get imported. But if it was coming cheaper from other places, all of yeah, them were coming then, from everyone else. Then why, not, then why are people going to... Like if I can get a bigger profit margin on the chicken that I get from Europe, mm. why am I going to buy the chicken that's local? You're mm. just going to keep buying the European chicken. Yeah. And it's like, no, you want to... Like they want to look after their population and give them a good standard of food. Yeah. But then, you know, you need to find somewhere that has the same standard to import mm. and like same thing here in South Africa like we don't know what they do in Argentina with their chickens no. or Brazil or whatever it's like 
And I know that our chicken that used to go to Rainbow it was good chicken. Yeah. Nice, it was fresh. Like and the only one that's left is that Ankhorn in, Anchor, in, in, in Stutt. Yeah, or Cathcart, is it? The Cathcart or Stutt. Well, I think it's one Stutt. both, or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is Stutt. It is Stutt. But yeah, I mean, other than, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing in America. I mean, hopefully the world will go back to a little bit more of like small mom and pop shops. I think yeah. everybody's just been so driven about money. And I think that's just the way the world's been. Yeah. Like, this is what's important. Go make money. And it's like... The bubble's going to crash. I hope so. I mean, I don't know. Like, couldn't we all just have enough and be happy? Like, why do we all have to be on this rat race living nine, you know, working eight to five and like sitting in traffic and making this work like yeah we want the world to progress we want nice things <laughs> true yeah. we do and that's the problem but is it because we want nice things always because we've been told we want nice yeah. things like you always see the new iphone you always see the new this there's the new playstation there's this new drone there's this new that well the like, thing is i think the advertising companies also have their part to blame because obviously like the whole selected ads and you know obviously there's oh, yeah. something we can probably talk about this whole what you feel about iphone <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. tracking sure sure <laughs> sure yeah, no, I mean, oh, I mean, even that tablet next to you there, I mean, we both got that from an Instagram ad. Yeah. You know, we both got one of them, and it's like, you can't blame them, but it's like, I don't know, I don't want to sound like someone that's like, oh, the world needs to stop, we technology, or we advanced in, in, enough in, like, our technology sense, but, you know, we want to go live on Mars, be interplanetary, and all that, like, great, but, like, I don't know, we just, a species that just works then like is that just it like are we just gonna work 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 like yeah. i'm sure a lot of people enjoy their time but how many people enjoy their lives yeah. like you know you can have a good afternoon or a good weekend but it's like you're still grinding yeah for something like you still and it's it's not even for something individual it's like it's for it's, it's not even something you enjoy as well yeah it's like you can't really even picture it you don't even actually know what you're grinding for it's just like put in somewhere and it's in the bigger picture but the picture's so big you can't even fucking see it yeah. you know it's just well I think there is a theory about obviously that's when the Ford Motor Company obviously decided to you know start with factories sure you know obviously they started pushing factory hours and stuff like that you know you work from 8 to 5 and all that kind of stuff and right. they have there is that sort of feeling like okay like I shouldn't be resting because my natural rhythm 5 days out of the week which never used to be a thing Five days out of the seven days, I must be resting. And how is how easy is it for you to stop that momentum going through the weekend? Because now you've only got those two days to actually do your personal stuff. Now. Mm-hmm. You have to fit everything in there. Now you're also rushing and saying, okay, maybe I can make it efficient by setting schedules and stuff and doing one, two, three, four. But it's not like I, I it's that weird situation where it's just like the, the sad reality is that we have to do it now. Yeah. But I think there are certain things where people are just going to try find out how they can also do, let's say, things that they enjoy outside. Like, obviously, this thing that we're doing now is something right. that, that's quite nice. Like, it's a way of catching up with friends and sure. stuff like that. Like, you know, especially because the world changes and we're so far apart. But with this, I've been able to catch up with a lot of friends who are oh, on other sure. sides of the world. And, you know, we can't always travel. We mm-hmm. can't always sit down and meet up. But this is a cool thing to talk about something that's relevant, how you feel, how you think about certain things, how I think about certain things. And the nice thing is, obviously, in terms of not low... Uh, cost of investment but the thing is that you know all we need is obviously mics like the better the mic the better yeah. is great but it doesn't stop me from chatting to someone right. actually being like okay these are ideas that we can share amongst sure. each other um, but yeah like even with the targeted ads as we talk about that one now um, that's probably the one time I only feel like that ad was right 
Yeah. For me. I don't think I've, yeah, and to be honest, I don't think I've ever clicked on an ad and bought something other yeah. than then. Yes. Like, that was probably the first ad I saw. And I was like, oh, actually, I, I need to get that. Yeah. Like, every other, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, dismiss or like, stop showing me your stupid ads. I, to be honest, I report most of the ads I get. I'm like, <laughs> Same, yeah. I was like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, offensive. Like, just stop sending me shit. Same with YouTube, I think. <laughs> there are certain ones where. I get to it and I'm just like, okay, I watch one of your videos by mistake, your thumbnail look good or something like that. And sometimes I even regret, I'm like, ah, now I'm seeing this again on your feed right now. Like, I keep on showing, like, hey, here's more of this stuff. Like, I want to be able to see random things as well, not just the stuff that I was watching. Right. And so what happens is that I just say, don't recommend this channel. Like, that's the consequence of putting the algorithm down. I won't recommend the channel. And that's the thing, it is, it's not necessarily YouTube, it's just the algorithm that they've Mm. made. It's like, how do they make money? They keep you entertained or keep you like on the side. Hmm. So how do we do that? Show you more of what you've looked at before. And then the more you're on the side, the more you're going to see ads, which people pay for. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they just try and keep you on. So they're just going to keep recommending things you want, things you want, which is, I mean, it's a business plan. Great. But it's like, man, like it's kind of bad in a way. Like you, you stealing a lot of people's like yeah. time and like I've, I have, like I've never been on TikTok. Like maybe I'm too old for that. I don't know. But <laughs> one of the crew, like was, I think the chef, he came to me and he's like, Oh, look at this. And he said, he spent so long the one night on TikTok yeah. that it came up like someone had like TikTok, the company did it, but that obviously got a few users to make little TikTok skits. Of like, hey, you've been on for too long now. You should put your phone away and go to bed. Wow. Yeah. Like they, even, yeah. they even know that you've been on for that long. They long. know that people are like abusing their science. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, they're not going to stop. They're making money out of it. So why would they? Well, I think the craziest one was also some same thing. Obviously, something we speak. I think you'd enjoy chatting to my boss as well, Ruben. Yeah. Um, so he was talking about him, him and his uh, brother and um, the his brother's fiance basically they were walking they were chatting about something in the car and then they get to the mall and then like an ad pops up for exactly what it is that they were talking about and he was like there's no way that's a coincidence because the thing is that it was like literally five minutes before walking to the mall obviously uh they've got iphones and stuff like that and then they get past they're walking past this billboard the electronic one and shows them exactly what it is he says that it's not a coincidence no Definitely. it can't it's like it knows that you were speaking about this right you are in this area. Oh, okay, since you're in this area, you're going to walk past this thing. Let's advertise it to you. Let's nudge you. Like, it's the same thing that they... I think there was that movie Focus at the ad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The subliminal messaging yeah. and stuff like that. This is yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, for sure. Dude, they just need to plant that little... Like, you won't even know consciously that it's there, but it's like they've put something in your mind or you've seen something subconsciously and when you walk past it, you're like, oh, actually, I need that. It's like... No, they've... They, yeah, they've definitely worked out how the human brain... Well, whether they did it on purpose or not, but they figured out how to work on the human brain and get it to like, to trigger it to get things that it thinks it wants. I yes, guess. I mean, hopefully they can kind of sort it out in a way that we aren't so profit driven. You know, if people can kind of live more, like, not necessarily off the land. Like I don't, like I said, I don't want the whole world to stop and become middle aged again, but. I think we do need to reclaim our happiness. Yeah. Like people need to like live for yourself first. Like if you want to go and be some, you know, crazy Elon Musk dude, like there should be that available for you. You yeah. should be able to go and work 10 days a week if that's what you want. Yeah. Like, but for guys that want to do 
three three working days or four working days and take a three day long weekend or a three day weekend yeah. make that the new norm like we should be able to do that too like yeah. like there's enough on this world I think for everybody to be able to do like what they want to do and I think I don't necessarily think we're overpopulated either. Like I think everybody just is being told to live in cities, and that's yeah, the one that's good the thing. Problem. It is a, it is a problem because how are you going to grow food in the cities? You can't. You yeah. have to bring everything into a shop. Yeah. But it's like if we all started living a little bit further apart or in, in different like, countries and continents. Yeah, like just, just little. You know, little not like cities, but maybe towns mm. or you know, and everybody can have like a park around them or whatever and everyone has a little garden and grows some vegetables like you're not going to grow your, all your food for the whole year I know yeah. that but like you can also trade like that's the thing well, like yeah. you can be like well this guy's in charge of spinach this guy's in charge of beetroot okay, not even like, food like yeah. if you wanted to get your table varnished like yeah. you just had a shitload of oranges like take a guy with a few bags of oranges and be like hey man like some oranges and maybe some avocados like you mind doing some work for me yeah like, so I don't know if you know of Naval Ravikant who? Naval Ravikant. No. He's been on Joe Rogan as well. And he's like a, I think a venture capitalist. He, okay. he, he funded or founded something called Angel Fund or something okay. like that. Basically, he's into that whole thing of, you know, finding decent businesses because he's obviously, he's got enough money that if he wants to, he can obviously make a shit ton of money whenever he wants to, but right. he's just not into it. So he's got a book called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, right? And I think I would probably say you'd probably enjoy that a lot because one, you can download it for free. Okay. And two, some guy made a podcast out of it as well. Like oh, it's nice. on Spotify for free. Like, you know, he's okay. just like, this is actually for the benefit of humankind. Sure. And a lot of people like just get inspired by him because they're just like, well, you could chase the money. You don't. Obviously, you've got enough and stuff like that. But his book is about three things. How to build wealth without getting lucky mm-hmm. and also happiness. And that's sure. the thing. Like at the end of the wealth part, he's just like, at the end of the day, like I'm going to give you this formula and you can do it. But you build up all this wealth. Let's say if you follow the stuff within your certain period of time that you'll eventually figure out that it wasn't really worth it. Yeah, not happy. Yeah, and that's the thing. His thing is like the biggest thing that he wants to be is happy. So he's got an hour in a day that he where he just meditates and he just thinks of nothing. Not trying to do it like, you know, tweak it for business, whatever. It's just, just for the pure joy of meditating. Right. And he knows that he could whatever spend that hour in. to, and he can obviously find another capital, fund sure. or venture, uh, you know, what do you call it, business that he can pour money into. But he's just like, no, like they get to a certain point where he's just like, is enough right and he actually says that in the future what he hopes and he also feels that will happen like the way especially as you say now is that what you'll find is that people will become contractors yeah. everyone oh, will be yeah. a contractor basically be yeah. like okay this is a job that comes up there do you want to do it or not no not today I don't want to go into work today yeah like I'm just going to get paid for the days that I'm at work I'm like today I've just got enough or you know yeah, I've I don't got need my, to work today exactly I don't need to work today yeah. if I want to work on the Saturday Sunday instead like I will do that because there's a job available down the road sure so who can do this who can launch this table who can do this piece of code for me and fine and yeah I'm going to go do that and if I want to take leave for three weeks I'm going to take leave yeah. obviously I know the consequences that I won't get paid but Maybe while I'm on leave in another location, I decide I want to pick up this job there because sure. like now my skills transferred around sure. like a passport. And he or feels it's, that, or yeah. it's online or whatever the case Exactly. Is, yeah. So he feels that a lot of the mundane jobs that you really need people to sort of stay and sit and stuff like that, eventually we'll be able to program it out. Well, that's, yeah. I think it's, once we get the whole AI and robots, I think we will have a lot more freedom. Like the mundane work will mm-hmm. be done by 
a machine. Yes. And and what he says is that he hopes it gives people enough free time to sort of pursue the things that they enjoy. Spend time with their family, play an instrument, do some drawings. Because yeah, like, yeah. we all are born to be creative in some sort of sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that's another thing of saying, okay, do I have the time to do it, right? Because you can sit down and be creative. And I think that's a weird thing because like when I was young, I always used to like drawing and stuff like that. But it was never a thing because, you know, coming from a West African household, right? Sure. Not that my parents were like, well, you're either going to be a doctor, accountant, whatever you call it. But there was a pressure to be like, well, you know, do something that's going to make you money. And at that time, like, sure. You know, yeah, drawing being an artist, not, not no way. But the thing is, as you say, luck, right? If mm-hmm. someone else, especially if they get skilled and gifted by it, now they've got motivation of this NFT thing, which is also now crypto. Like sure. they, they, sure. there's some guy which was apparently when this NFT came about, like he was just so passionate about his art that he just kept on doing it. But NFT came, came along and he went from apparently he used to take his check and split it into three, food, rent, and drawing supplies like he was just like that that focus about sure. it and he went from doing that figuring out how he's going to split his money to walking away with something like 40 million dollars wow like his life changed like and he just was just like he that. focused on the art and i was yeah. like like obviously in hindsight you're like oh that's great that he did it sure. but like, there are a lot of people which feel like okay because they need to make a living as you say because right. they've been told to live in the cities they must go get a degree and stuff like that they've never been able to pursue it and it's not about yeah. him making 40 million dollars it's about him saying that I can now pursue this and not be worried about sure, it. Sure, sure. You know. But the beautiful thing about that is, it, even when he was struggling financially, it didn't seem like he was worried about it. Like, that's what made him happy. Mm. And, like, I think that's what people need to try and do is find what makes you happy and do that. Like, hopefully one day, and I don't think it would happen, but it would be lovely. Like, if we do become more automated and, robot, you know, AI and robots and all that, like... Are we going to get a universal income? Are we mm. all going to get a little bit of money? Are we all going to get somewhere to live mm. where, you know, the food's grown by robots, the roads are cleaned, the, everything's done by robots. Like, what are, are humans then going to be able to just chill out and have fun and have everything, like, supplied for us? Mm. Like, are you still going to have to, you know, punch your clock in and work so that you have enough money to buy food? Or would it be like, oh, you're a human, you've made it to this point, we've advanced so far that we can have machines do our work and you just go and you enjoy part life. Of, you're part of this well done you know come enjoy yourself mm-hmm. like which I think that would probably be a better way to go about it because you will get I'm sure a large portion of people that will never do anything with their lives which is fine like they'll just chill out and have a good time but then you'll get people that are passionate and are like there is no constraint on you know food money or time yeah. and they can do what they love and yes. whether if they want to build like another rocket to go to Mars then yeah. let them do that but I think if we can all get to the point where we don't have to basically sacrifice 80% of our lives just to live mm. I think we would be in a better position like you know if you didn't have to work and you were like hey no do whatever you want mm. like don't worry about rent don't worry about food don't worry about electricity don't worry about clothes like everything's paid you have no expenses just do what you want to do like cool life would be so different well what would you be doing if that was the case like if you had to like, wake I mean, up and not worry about it like, but obviously after on the previous podcast we spoke and i yeah. said i want to go and farm and all yeah. that um, and you still do it i would yeah 100 percent. i might not go and do it like commercially where i'm providing food for thousands of people yeah. it would just be like a nice big greenhouse some like weird vegetables and fruits from all over the world uh, mm. and you would maybe be able to say okay i'm willing to help and provide for people in the community since you've got the land sort of oh yeah and, and i mean that's the other thing is like you could just you know 
if if I didn't have to worry about money or food or anything, yeah, I'd grow a bunch of things and just go around and give it to people yeah. or like go to farmers markets and just drop it off with it. And like, you know, I'd, yeah, I'd get involved, get bees, get like... Yeah, you just, just be outside yeah. actually the whole time. Yeah, yeah, just doing something. Like, I wouldn't be, I guess, farming in the commercial sense, but yeah. it would be like I would make plans, I would grow weird things, build funny things, like just exactly be artistic on the yeah. farm in a different way agriculturally yeah. you know and I think I don't know I think that would be a better life for a lot of people like to not have to worry about food and a roof over your head yeah. I think we are a long way away from that yeah. but I don't know maybe it comes back again to everybody trying to take a little bit of control of their lives again and like growing a little bit of their own food trying to get a three-day work week as opposed to you know where we give our whole week to the to the company and it's like well what do we get as adults after that like you work your whole life five days a week Hmm. it's like how much how much time did you actually get to live Hmm. like you just worked so that you could actually afford to live and it's like I don't know, man. It's it's kind of a vicious cycle. Like you don't actually get to enjoy that much of your life. Yeah, especially in the times where you should be, obviously, in the age you can. Enjoy yeah, food. well, that's the other thing. It's like you know the way this world works is like when you're young and you have all this energy and your body's very, I guess, pliable still, and you can go and do all these crazy things. Like you have no money to do it. You have no. Like you have nothing, nothing behind your name. You're young. You got to go and work, and you got to go give all your life to a company to get money. And then you get a family, and you get old. Then you start getting, you know, a bit of wealth. But then it's also like, how much can you do with that wealth at that point? Like you, you have a family now. You're a little bit older. Maybe you don't want to travel, or you, you know, you've got ailments or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. It's a little bit backwards, but. It's definitely not... I don't think it's the best way. We haven't really simplified the way we can live. I think it could be a lot easier and people could have better lives, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, the way that they've made us, we all work for the man and we all just got to, you know, be that rat on the on the wheel, like, just turning the, the wheel for the whole world to keep spinning. And it's like... I don't know. Not, not how I actually envisage my life. Like, I hope yeah. one day I can somehow get out of that, mm-hmm. for sure. No, I think as you say, it's it's just a combination of risk, luck, and opportunity that will help us do that. Yeah, and I mean that's another thing. Like you know, you could get lucky. Let's say you went and you put in crypto and you got your forty million dollars or whatever. You never have to do anything. You just you go do what you want to do, man. Like you you made it, you got out of it. Congratulations. And unfortunately, I wish we could say that to a lot more people. Like yeah. hey, congratulations. Like you can do whatever you want now. Like. Yeah, but I think that's the other thing is that you still have to create that opportunity for it to happen. So like sure. you, you're saying that, okay, fine, I'm going to do crypto. Like not to say that this podcast, you know, branches out and stuff. Like I just enjoy doing it. And if it so happens that it does do that to be like, oh, I can do this for the rest of my life. Like, hey, great. Sure. Like, you know, but I have to actually put in the time of effort and actually get it to a point where it's like, yeah, people want to listen or, you know, mm-hmm. speak nicely. There's a lot of things that you have to learn, like you saying skin in the game. Right? Sure. Um, I could read a book about it, but that doesn't mean much until I'm applying it. Yeah. Obviously, the same thing with sure. you. You obviously got skin in the game, and you obviously know a lot more about crypto and 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 things like that, so that you can obviously do something. But 
without actually putting yourself in there, without creating that opportunity, it can't be one of those things where you're like, well, I'm lucky or basically sure. I'm unlucky sure. about it. Right? I mean, that, yeah, no, for sure. And it's like, even before I put money into crypto, like I read a lot about it and gone online and seen how all these platforms work and whatever. And it was mm-hmm. like, I never really understood it or paid as much attention as I do now that I've got actual money in crypto. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's not even a lot. I just started like just to force myself to get into it. Because once you put, like you say, once you get money into it, you're like, oh, I'm actually going to have to pay attention to it now. So it's like, and if that all works out and I make a lot of money, then I'll be the first to say I got lucky. Like, dude, like, yeah, the trend is there, but I'm still lucky. Like, I didn't do anything like personally to get it. I just put the money in there. And if it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, then not much you can do about it. But I mean, it is like you say, putting yourself in that, you got to get there and actually have the opportunity in front of you because like you miss a hundred percent of shots you don't take. Yeah. Right. So, but I like that thing that you said, like we probably should be, that should be the goal, I guess, or the, the motivation that you can say someone, congratulations, you get to do yeah. what it is that you want to do. Yeah. 100%. Like why must, yeah, I mean, geez, dude, you don't see animals lining up, making each other work. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really like, Obviously, like I said, I don't want us to like not, prof- like, uh, what do you call it? I don't want us to not advance and not go to Mars and not go. F- I mean, geez, dude, I want to know what's out in space as much as anyone else. Mm. But, like, do all eight billion of us need to like work, like you know, with our shoulder against the wheel? Like, yeah. I don't know. Can't. I don't know. Maybe the world will slow down if that happened. But it just seems the world is so 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 money driven. Yeah. Like, that's just the way the world's been made. It doesn't need to be that way. Well, yeah, it does it. Like, can you eat money? Can you drink money? Can you fuck all with money, actually? Yeah. Like, it's just... Money is something that among a society, people have agreed that this is a sacrifice for your time. We've given you money. And because you've sacrificed time in the past, yeah. and you have this piece of paper... You can use it. You can future. use it now to exchange that time that you've given somewhere. Yeah all it is and it's like so basically you just want people's time you know like you know that's all it is you're just buying time like time is money literally that's why i'm saying is that but yeah i mean i think people could maybe we wouldn't have as a productive or like advanced world as we do but i mean maybe it's not or is it that's what i was saying like are we oh is there like earth two that we're in a race against or like yeah. no we're just living man like why don't we enjoy ourselves rather than just have a world full of shit 24 7 where everybody's like running around people unhappy people getting into situations they don't want to getting men- mentally ill killing children at schools and like yeah, trafficking it, just for money and yeah like, and stuff like oh yeah i mean dude the things that happen that people do to other people to make money off of them is ridiculous yeah. and it's like but why? Yeah. Money. So, yeah, it's it's weird. But whether that that changes, I mean, I don't know. It's it's the only way the world is known, I guess. Yeah. And I guess for us to be part of it is normal. But if you don't want to be part of it, then unfortunately you have to be part of the rat race. Either make a lot of money really fast and get out. Yeah. Or use whatever it is that you have to build that other lifestyle yeah. to be like okay let me be off the grid let me sure you know but unfortunately you have to play the game to get out of the game 
like there is no way of getting out of it without yeah. participating and unfortunately. that's the thing you're always going to be part of the game whether you like it or not yeah oh yeah even even if you're like oh I live on a sustainable farm it's like cool but you're still going to be part of the whole thing it's and I mean yeah the, there's the world today is the safest the healthiest the most medically advanced you know everything is like the best the world's ever been yeah. so it's great like what we're doing is we're going in generally the right direction but I don't know people some like if you if you care about happiness and your own happiness and people's happiness then maybe maybe there's a little bit of change that needs to happen you know even if it's like you said like changing it from you know just work from Monday to Thursday get a three day weekend instead so you can at least have time to yourself because family day or something yeah I mean because now we just you just don't have any time you just you're literally working I mean I don't even get weekends like when I work on a boat it's Monday to Monday 24-7 like if they need me Sunday 3am like my alarm rings I'm out of bed you know it's it is stressful and that's been great to go on holiday for the first time in almost three years but like living constantly like that is not fun and it's not life no it's not like and I can't be a hypocrite the reason I'm there is to make money like it's part of the game I'm only there to make money but to try and get out of this whole system so it's like yeah like I said you gotta either play the game and get out or you know find a way that you can get out and do what you want to do without playing the game but the way the world is set up unfortunately that is the way we have to do it I think but yeah it's you know you could you could also be lucky in a sense that you're born somewhere with a lot of money guess you don't have to do that then or you know you're born somewhere where I guess your parents might be in that kind of that life or they want to live that way and you can just take over what they have yeah. or they have that mindset already um, but I think yeah most of the world definitely is stuck in that sense unfortunately no thanks I think we can <laughs> 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 that was, that was a lot man.